Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stanfield. I am Greg Sussman. What's happening, Frankie? Frankie, happy Monday to you. I hope it's a happy Monday for you because it wasn't the happiest of fantasy football Sundays for me as a, as a David Johnson owner Frank. and a, as a Chargers better. The, the BFFs, we did it. We did it! We're on the board, baby! At, le- at least things worked out in one league, Greg. How about that? Actually, two the, the two leagues that we're the two in together. That we shared together, we, we won. won. There you go. We beat Yang. Beat up that son bitch. Yeah. Even with Patrick Mahomes getting hurt. And Travis That's what Kelsey you get doing nothing. For not trading us Le'Veon Bell. You know, that, you know what that smug guy did to us on Friday? You know what what do you do? He comes up to me, he's like, oh man, I think I got a good shot this week. I'm like, dude, I Patrick Mahomes getting nothing, and Travis Kelsey do nothing. And you think you have a good shot this week? He's like, <laughs> Shrug. Well, yeah, when you put it like that, I do have a good shot. Well, thanks, Yang. Thanks, Yang. Kick a man while he's down. You know what? Kick two men while he's you know down. What? You know what? That's fantasy karma. We kicked his ass this week. That's fantasy karma. That's that's a real thing, though. If you start fantasy celebrating karma. early, you start trash-talking people, things are just going to start going sideways, man. It is real. So Fantasy karma is real. What's about fantasy karma? So this week, big controversy in my league. And I wasn't really a part of it, a part of. Are you the commissioner? Always. No. All right. So in my league... We do a waiver run, run every day. Overnight, it goes every day. It's Yahoo League, right? So, as you know, Yahoo tends to have these loopholes that we yes, exploit. Yes, they do. That, we, yes, they that do. you exploit, right? So, I realized early on in the season, because I saw somebody do it, that even for a player that... So, for whatever reason, our waivers don't run on a Friday. Okay, it runs every day but Friday and Monday, obviously, and, and Tuesday. So, I guess it's... It's Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Those four days. So I realized after Thursday night football where the Rams played that I put in a claim for Gerald Everett. Like, all right, tight end. And I got him on my team the, the next day. Like on Saturday. I was like, oh, that's weird. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'll just take him. Correct. All right. Did, you, did I do anything wrong in that regard? No. Should I have told him? nobody else noticed it. I'm not going to bring it up to people. So, one, so Jet fan Jeff goes, how did you get Gerald Everett? I was like, I don't know. He's a Yahoo loophole. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. 
No one says anything, no one does anything. All right, cool. So I have Jeff Levin, I actually traded him away. I lost anyway, it was a disaster. Okay, <laughs> sorry. No big deal. So this past Thursday happens. Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. He puts in a claim on Friday for in a super flex league for Matt Moore. Bids a dollar. Gets him on Saturday. Uproar. Uproar. But it wasn't you who picked him up. No, no, it was somebody not. else. But of course, like, how can he do that? But was, in a super flex league, it's probably people deal. are paying a little bit more attention. So huh? how could he do that? It's so slimy. And of course, his response is. And then they they looped you in. They roped you in, Greggy. Greg did it first. Greg, <laughs> Greg noticed. He didn't tell anybody. You guys are scum. You don't tell us. That's rude. It's shady as AF. Like, how can you do that and not tell the league? And of course, Jet fan Jeff's just like. I should have outed Greg the first time. He should have. Fine. He should have. But I didn't do Somebody should have outed I didn't you. do anything illegal. I do appreciate I that you said shady as AF, too, because that's redundant. Got it. <laughs> so like RBIs are redundant also. Yes. Um, so Runs batted in zins and Right, right, right. So, you jump forward this weekend. My league. That's, you put, that's Yahoo, man. I mean, there are so ad- many objective analyst Frank said I didn't do anything wrong. Unless they figure it out. It's only cheating if you get caught, right? But it wasn't cheating. It was a loophole. <laughs> Technically. Well, what's a loophole, right? I mean, you know, bending the rules, kind of uh, seeing how... The, <laughs> no, it's Bill Belichick knowing the rules. There you go. The difference is... It's AJ Bill Hinch Belichick. whistling from his bench. That's what That's it is. That's right. Bill Belichick's undefeated. <laughs> Me, I can't buy a win because I suck. <laughs> so this is your fantasy karma. That's what you get that, for that cheating, That was right? how I brought it up. You lose. I didn't cheat, but I still suck. I'm sorry. No loophole can save Well, you know what, Greg? As a David Johnson owner, I'm probably going to lose as well. What are my chances of the Patriots scoring two points or less tonight? The Patriots' defense? Yes. Oh, very bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Yeah. It's not good tonight. Yeah. We'll get into Monday Night Football a little bit later on in the show. Patriots uh, and Jets from MetLife. You going? I'm not going. I was offered tickets by two different people, but get home late on a Monday night, yeah. and you know, your Tuesday gets started off. You're all sluggish and groggy. stuff. and going to take me a while to get home from the stadium. It's fine. I'll just watch it from the comfort of my couch. Yeah. Jets are probably going to get blown out anyway. Probably. I'm going to... I might want to try to go to Giants-Cowboys in two weeks on the night. All right. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm considering. I'm considering. If Daniel Jones keeps playing the way he is, maybe know, you won't want to do that. Greg. I know, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to see. It's definitely... It's like on my... It's, it's my wedding week. I was like, oh, this is like a cool week to start off the wedding week, right? Like, like Giants-Cowboys. Let's see. That's uh, basically kicking off November, huh? Kicking off your birthday week. My birthday week. That's right. That's it's right. not your wedding week. It's my it's birthday week. Well, it's both. Well, you know. I'm not saying what's I'm pretty sure my 28th birthday is more important than your wedding, I'm not your, saying what's more important. I'm just <laughs> saying that my birthday week, your birthday week, coincides with my wedding week. All right. Well, will there be a birthday cake for me at your there wedding? There will be cake. Birthday cake. Cake. Can I just have one candle on my piece of cake? Can we make that happen? Absolutely. If, right. you, if, you bring a everybody... can, if you bring a candle, no, you come can on. put it in your piece of cake. Uh, you're no not going to pro- set it up for me, man? No problem. <laughs> you're not going to have your band sing happy birthday to me? No. That'd be great. I'm sure it would be. <laughs> you can get Nando to sing happy birthday to you. And my, that would be equally great. You can do that. <laughs> and, you, and you can get my camp friends. You're going to bother you with advice all night long. You're like, listen, you want advice? Sing for me, damn it. All right, good. And I'm, hopefully I'm so intoxicated that I give them all the correct answers. Because uh, we wrong. know when I'm sober, I probably won't give them the, the correct answers. I need the wrong advice for them, Frank. The wrong advice. Nothing's going to help you and your cheating team, Greg. Different league. Sorry, bud. Different league. We're, we're all in touch with the loopholes <laughs> in that league. 
All I right. just assume you're losing in every one of your home no, leagues. No, that, that league's good. All right. Well, three and four, but it's a good team. All right. Good luck. Thanks, buddy. We'll take a break. We're going to get into David Johnson. We're going to get into his brother, Carrion Johnson. And we're going to hit Herb Smith Jr. Doesn't, not a Johnson. We'll do it anyway. Coming up here on the VFFs. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Frankie. Week 7 only has one more game left to go. It's tonight. Between the Jets and the Pats. We learned a lot yesterday, so let's chat about who won, who lost, and. All right. I will just (laughs) have the face on anyway. It's okay. It's the winners and the losers and the. You know, the guys that we can't exactly figure out coming out of this weekend. So let's begin in Arizona. The BFFs presents Winners. I won. I won. You're a winner. Losers. You suck. You are one pathetic loser. And. Eh? Oh, man. I have no idea what's going on. Let's begin. MetLife Stadium yesterday. Arizona took it. The New York Giants, and in particular, Daniel Jones. Kyler Murray, kind of eh. Yesterday, for the most part, didn't have to do too much, but it was all about Chase Edmonds. It was the Chase Edmonds show for the Arizona Cardinals as he dominated. David Johnson played three snaps, came out of the game, and Chase Edmonds shows that, hey, I could be a lead back in this league. We talked about it on the FanDuel Hurry Up how much you may want to own Chase Edmonds going forward. We talked about it over the last three weeks that this is a handcuff that has to be owned. Now, the question that's on many David Johnson owners' minds is, not that is this going to be a split, but Chase Evans is going to have a role when Johnson is healthy. How substantial can that be? I said this on the Fandle Hurry Up as well, Greg. I think Chase Edmonds has definitely earned a role in this offense even when David Johnson is healthy, if, when, he is ever healthy, if that's even a thing. But maybe similar to Jamal Williams' role with the Green Bay Packers, you know, playing 35% of the snaps, getting some work in there, maybe some work in the pass game as well. Here's what I'll say about Chase Edmonds is that He ran really well yesterday. David Johnson hasn't been able to run the football effectively this year. He hasn't had more than 90 rushing yards in a single game yesterday. Chase Edmonds had 127 rushing yards. On the season, Chase Edmonds is averaging over 5 yards per carry. David Johnson is averaging 3.9 yards per carry, and it's behind the same offensive line. So you can't really make excuses. I think that there's a chance that once David Johnson is back and he's good to go, he is a really good pass catcher. They run four wide receiver sets. Is it crazy that we can see David Johnson line up in the slot or on the outside in those four wide receiver sets and Chase Edmonds is on the field in the backfield? I don't think that's crazy. I think that they're going to get creative with this. But I will say this, Greg. So far today, the Cardinals have announced that they are going to work out Jay Ajayi and that they're going to work out Spencer Ware. They clearly need running back depth. But what that tells me is that this David Johnson injury might actually be worse than they're leading on. You know, he's dealt with the back injury so far this year, surgically repaired wrist. Now he's got the ankle. The guy is beat up, and they're working out running backs. As for yesterday, and I've seen people talking about this on Twitter today, they didn't really have a choice but to have David Johnson active. Now, should they have told us in advance that, well, 
we're going to see a lot of Chase Edmonds in this game. That would have been helpful for fantasy, would have been helpful maybe for, you know, betting purposes as well for props. But if you think about it, why would the Cardinals tip their hand? I mean, why would they give, you know, why would they reveal any competitive edge that they have, right? If the Giants are prepping the entire week and expecting David Johnson, why would the Cardinals reveal that they're not going to use him? That he's only going to play three snaps and that Chase Edmonds was going to play 94% of the snaps and get 29 touches. It doesn't make sense. The problem, Greg, the biggest problem that I have with everything from yesterday is that the Cardinals' Twitter account, if you can throw the graphic up downstairs, please, the Twitter account had the audacity to tweet out afterwards this This. image. You should have started Chase Edmonds in fantasy. You don't have to do that, Arizona Cardinals, because that is a douche move. You don't have to do this, Greg. There's no reason to do this. I mean, everyone already feels terrible that they had David Johnson in their lineup and Chase Edmonds on their bench. What's the point of this? Yeah, I'm sure... It's million, called being a troll, Millions Frank. of people it's are tweeting at troll. you and saying, oh, well, you, you, you could have told us about David Johnson and Chase Edmonds. That's fine. We're all feeling terrible yesterday as David Johnson owners. That was not necessary. And this, I love it. This trolling I nature. I loved no, it. No, dude. Well, you, don't, you loved it because you don't own David Johnson in any leagues, do you? I do not. I started him, Greg, in a league a lot of people where did. he gave me 0.2 fantasy points. A lot of people did. Chase Edmonds had 37 on my bench. Now, my only chance of winning is the Patriots' defense putting up two or less points. That's why you asked that question. It's, it's not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen. I lost. But the biggest problem I had was the fact that they didn't have to tweet that out. Everything else, I kind of understand why they did it. I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. Chase Edmonds is a winner. We'll see what happens next week. They go and face the New Orleans Saints. They are big underdogs in that game. Looks like Drew Brees is going to be back for that game. We'll see about As that. As of now, they're saying they're they're trying to get they're Drew Brees ready for that pra- game. Gonna pra- it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It just, let's use logic. They're eight and a half point favorites right now. They could be playing from behind. The Saints are good against the run. I don't expect David Johnson to play in that game personally as of now because they're working out other running backs. So we should we shall see if Chase Edmonds is available. He should be added. He's probably the second priority at the running back position in terms of waiver wire. It's not even the logic I'm trying to use. It's just that I believe the Saints have a bye in week nine. Yeah. Like, why not just give Breeze an extra two weeks here? Like, you know what I mean? Realistically, they probably don't need him to beat the Cardinals either. Got Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves. Playing pretty well right now. Bridgewater's going to get himself a starting job because all he does is win, and Gabe, as Gabe Morenzi's talked about. I don't, I don't think they give him up. They give up a third-round pick to get him. I still think that he's Drew Brees' successor. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, he'll be a free agent again, isn't he? Yeah, he's, but Drew Brees... Contract. How many years does Drew Brees have left? You're telling me if the Saints win the Super Bowl this year, he, mo- he doesn't just ride off into the I sunset? I, I think that's a realistic that. possibility. I don't know about that. They gave up a third-round pick. I don't... I don't think well, that they they're just going to let him go. They gave, they don't, it's not their choice. It's Teddy Bridgewater's choice. Oh, he's a free agent? Yeah, so he's a free agent. He was a free agent last year. They gave yeah. him the third-round pick. Decided to re-sign. They gave him $7 million to be a backup. All right, cool. That was worth it. I think, now, they, I think they pay him again. But here's the thing. He's proven he can win. So now Bridgewater could probably get a lot of money from a team that Maybe. is desperate. Maybe the Broncos continue But to this go. is one of the best systems to be in. So he just helped out his cause tremendously. And that's what I'm saying. Sean Payton's offensive awesome. system. And it wasn't... Is, is Teddy Bridgewater really this good, though? That's the question, so right? I don't, so I agree with you. Yeah. But all we can say is he continues to find ways he's to 28 win. He's 28-7 against the spread in his career, Greg. Yes, what, 5-0 and oh since he's taken over? And yesterday was no different. He went into Chicago and won against his vaunted Chicago Bears defense. Yeah. Like... That's an impressive win. Bridgewater's making himself money, man. Good for him. Impressive, impressive win. Without Alvin Kamara, 
and without Drew Brees. Bridgewater did his job. Latavius Murray, man, like we were trying to figure out where to rank him last week. Yeah, I had him as a low-end RB2. Not high enough, clearly. Clearly not. He but, finishes the RB2 on the week overall behind Chase Edmonds. And I know this defense is is very good or supposed to be, but that's now back-to-back weeks that they have allowed a lot of point. fantasy points to their opposing running back. And they've they've lost Akeem Hicks, who is their Absolutely. defensive tackle. He's a big stalwart in the middle of that defensive line who helps against the run tremendously. Now, they still had him a couple of weeks ago when they faced Josh Jacobs and the Raiders, but you're right, this is now two games in a row where they give up over 100 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Maybe the Bears' defense, especially against the run, is not as good as it once was. Absolutely. Who's, who do they play this week to me now? The Chicago Bears will be hosting, <laughs> this is fun, the Los Angeles Chargers. Melvin Gordon well, how about and that? Austin Eckler. I want to get into Austin Eckler Melvin Gordon in a little bit. I'm going to do that after the break, but yep. let me just stick uh, with this game for a moment. Uh, you pay attention to who the tight end was for New Orleans because Jared Cook didn't play a long while ago. Josh Hill. It was Josh Hill once again. Josh Hill scores the touchdown against Chicago. If Jared Cook doesn't play again... Josh Hill, very much a streaming tight end this week against the Cardinals. You're going to have to pay attention to Jared Cook all week long. Josh Hill, a a potential streaming option. On the other side, the Chicago Bears. Something else I was dead wrong about this year? Allen Robinson. Like, Allen Robinson has been awesome all year. He is the only weapon uh, of this, of the receiving core for Chicago. Trey Burton does nothing. Anthony Miller does nothing. Taylor Gabriel does nothing. Like, it's all Allen Robinson at all times. And as bad and unreliable as Mitchell Trubisky is... Allen Robinson had like 16 targets yesterday. Yes, he did. It was an unbelievable performance by A-Rob, and he is, to me, a reliable low-end wide receiver, too, at the moment. Yeah, and I said on Friday that I was hesitant in this matchup because he was going Marshawn up against Lattimore. Marshawn, Marshawn yeah. Lattimore. Now, it was garbage time, which is fine. I mean, I don't garbage, I don't garbage time fantasy points counts as, count as well. Allen Robinson is used to this. I mean, he's played with Blake Bortles, right? He's played now with Mitchell Trubisky. He's used to bad quarterback play. 16 targets, actually a career high for him yesterday in that game. 10 receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. He now has three touchdowns over his last two games. He's had at least 77 tar- uh, seventy-seven receiving yards in three straight. He's had at least seven targets in every game of the season. You're right, Greg. He is a must-start wide receiver, too, every single week. Or as we would say, Allen Robinson, a winner. He is right a now. winner. Clear winner. The Bears, uh, the Bears running backs, David Montgomery specifically. Loser. Huge. Huge loser. Unbelievable, man, how it's wrong we at that. It's bad. I told you about a trade I wanted to propose for David Montgomery. He didn't do it, and I didn't do it. Feel good. This involved Austin Eckler. We'll talk about winners and losers with the Chargers when we return. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Then dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com. You can dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season, and you can compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com. A lot of optimizer, the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and so much more. You can save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. DailyRoto.com slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Speaking of... Um, NBA DFS. I heard that FanDuel got rid of the drop your lowest score. So it was probably a one-year trial thing and yeah. see if it works out. And probably, I liked it. Probably got a lot of bad response. Didn't you like it? 
Yeah, it was fine. It was fun. I mean, it allowed you to, you know, put that punt player in your Take lineup, chances, but yeah. you got you to hit on everyone else. So, yeah. Are you going to be you playing to be DFS? A little uh, bit more cognizant of that. Tomorrow now. or Wednesday? Yeah, for sure. Both days. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, you know, I'm a big basketball guy, Grady. So yeah, I'm excited you, for the season. Would have been awesome if Zion was going to play. I mean, that's unfortunate, obviously, for the NBA and for the Pelicans, but I know, we, I know I'm not yeah, supposed we'll get to more Brandon this. Ingram tomorrow. I know I'm your not, guy. I'm not supposed to do this. Oh. I had my basketball draft last night. I couldn't figure out what to do about Zion. Like, I bid, I, I got in on the bidding in, in, in the auction. In the auction. How much did he go for? That was what I was about to ask you. Like, okay. How much do you think Zion should have gone I for? I don't, like... How, $200 budget. How much did Pascal Siakam go for? Right, hang on. I'm pulling, I'm pulling up the... Yeah, because I don't do fantasy basketball auctions, so I don't really know well, like, what it, their it, dollar value. It's very are. similar to the NFL. There, or at least my auction was. Okay. So Siakam went for 43. I will say that Zion went for 34. 39. Okay. So in between what I said and Siakam. So, yeah, I mean, that probably still makes him, what, a late third, early fourth round pick in terms of his dollar amount. That's a lot of money, though. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah, for someone who might miss, you know they're going to be cautious with him. He's the first overall pick. I was in on Zion until pretty late, and I was like, why don't I, don't do this, Greg. Don't Don't get in on the injured guys. Don't be stupid. Injury optimism. You know we had injury optimism about. David Johnson. AJ Green. I didn't. Dude, he might not, I'm telling you, he's not going to play another game with the Bengals. Why would he play a game with them at this point? It makes no sense. Let's get back to yesterday, Greg. All right, let's get right back into it. And I mentioned the Chargers. And um, by the way, before I continue, I know you're going back into this. Make sure you follow us here on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube or you're watching on Zumo, Channel 719, wherever you're watching, check us out on YouTube. We, we like to talk in our chat. And you can live interaction with us. So get on YouTube and also check us out on Instagram at SportsGridTV. That's where you can find everything that we do at SportsGridTV. All right, Frankie. Yesterday, the Los Angeles Chargers... Fell to the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill. We're going to get to Tannehill and all these Titans weapons in just a moment. But I wanted to start with the Chargers because a clear loser of yesterday was Melvin Gordon. Because Melvin in Gordon... about every single way possible. Every facet of the game, right? Like, he's a worse at receiving the football. He's never been good at yards per carry. And you saw that yesterday where it just like, looks like he's plotting. He lost the game for his team by fumbling at the goal line. Meanwhile... Austin Eckler had a few receptions in the first half. He had like three, like three for 40 or four for 40 or something along those lines. In the second half, he's running more routes. He caught like a 40-yard touchdown on a double move. He almost had a second touchdown down the middle, which would have won the game for the Chargers. Eckler, every time he's on the field, looks like a winner. He looks better than Melvin Gordon. And yet, there's Anthony Lynn constantly uh, giving Melvin Gordon opportunity after opportunity to be successful. Gordon threw the game away for the Chargers. You had said to me, I believe it was a week ago, might have been two, where at what point do the Chargers just say, screw this, Eckler's a better player, Eckler's our long-term guy, let me get him on the field and let me use him more. And I said, it's not going to happen, they're going to run Melvin Gordon into the ground. Well, I've kind of come around to your way of thinking, because I still think, like, over the last two weeks, I've been right. They're trying to run Melvin Gordon into the ground, they're trying to use him in all facets of the game. But every time we look, Austin Eckler is simply the better player. Yesterday, if they would have left Eckler in the game, they probably win that football game. Melvin Gordon, a loser. Austin Eckler, a winner. How do you see this shaping up uh, going forward? That's what fantasy owners need to know. Yeah, I do think that we could be getting closer to that. Melvin Gordon, we know, is going to be a free agent in the offseason. Are the Chargers going to bring him back? I'm not so sure. And they were performing better without him earlier on in the season, Greg. The first four games, they were 2-2, two and two, averaging 22.5 points per game. 
And with Melvin Gordon, since he's been back, they're 0-3, and they're averaging 16.7 points per game on offense. I mean, it's just obvious at this point that Austin Eckler makes them a better team. He's more dynamic as well. I mean, Melvin Gordon looks a lot like, you know, Peyton Barber right now. He's just running into the back of his offensive line. An offensive line, by the way, which is not good. It might not all be on Melvin Gordon, but... They are 21st in run blocking right now, according to Football Outsiders. They're just, they can't run between the tackles. There's nowhere for Melvin Gordon to run. He's not somebody who can really break it to the outside and break off these long runs. He's, he's always been the, the grinder, the guy who wears defenses down, and he's good inside the red zone. He's good at scoring touchdowns. Well, yesterday, he wasn't. He had two opportunities inside the one-yard line, and I bet on the Chargers' money line, Greg. And honestly, as soon as they ruled the first one a touchdown and then overruled it, I said, I turned to my friend and I said, something bad's about to happen. This is Los Angeles Charger football. He's either going to fumble or Phillip Rivers is going to throw an interception. Mind you, very next play, he fumbles the ball. It, 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 would, it would just seem like a guarantee. I mean, this is Chargers football for as long as we can remember. But yesterday, Eckler, 37 snaps. Melvin Gordon, 33. Uh, 19 opportunities for Melvin Gordon. There was... 13 yesterday for Austin Eckler. He had eight targets. He had that receiving touchdown. Uh, I think that this team, while you don't want to be one-dimensional, I think that they should just use the short passing game to their running backs as an extension of the run game. I mean, we see, we saw the Detroit Lions do that for years because they couldn't run the football. I think the Chargers should go down a similar route. Their offensive line is just not good enough right now. And if that's the route that they want to go, to, go down, Austin Eckler fits that better. So as of right now, if I were just ranking these guys, who would I rather own? I think Austin Eckler is the more dynamic talent. Definitely in PPR. He's going to get more targets. He's going to have more receptions. Um, They can't run block right now, Greg. And if you're a Melvin Gordon owner, you feel really bad about him. I think he's more of a high-end flex, high-end RB3 right now than the, I don't know, low-end RB1, the high-end RB2 that you were drafting him to be. Just doesn't look good right now for Melvin Gordon. So I'm trying to figure out the the value of both of those guys. As I said going to break, I had offered almost like three weeks in a row Austin Eckler straight up for David Montgomery. I, I don't want to do that anymore. I wouldn't I, do it, no. Yeah, I, I can't do that anymore. But if you're an Austin Eckler owner, depending on the position that you're in, I'll just use my own position. I'm three and four in this league. You just hold on to him? You, what, what are you trading yeah, Well, for? what are you going to get him for? That, I don't know. That's what you have to ask yourself. It's crazy because previously I offered him for Miles Sanders too. I don't want to do that. No, I mean, that's not going to help you either. At, I mean, at least he's getting targets right now. I mean, eight targets yesterday that was tied for second on the team great. with Hunter Henry. He had seven receptions, 118 yards. I mean, great. the way that they utilized him yesterday is how they should utilize him every game. I mean, he burnt a linebacker. No linebacker is going to be able to guard sure. Austin Eckler, especially sure. you know on wheel routes, on you know quick slants. They're not going to be able to guard him. He's just too quick. So I think that that's going to be his role. I, I think in PPR leagues, he is a low-end RB2. He's, he's a high-end flex option. And that's fine. You just have to realize what his value is. He's not the running back that he was early on in the season. He's not going to have that level of value. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have value. So if you can flip him for a wide receiver three, if you need wide receiver help, something like that, that might make sense. But if you need a flex, I think he's fine. I would trade off Eckler for Allen Robinson. I would do that. Sure. I don't think you get it, though. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. All right. Um, would you trade... Thinking out loud. Would you trade Austin Eckler and MVS for Allen Robinson? Yeah, I'd do that for sure. Get the MVS. Yeah, I would do that as well. I'm going to get to MVS here uh, in a moment. Yeah. Now, on the other side in this game, for the, in the Chargers-Titans game, the Titans were successful. And that was with a new quarterback, of course, Ryan Tannehill, the starter yesterday. And he opened up the offense, right? Threw for over 300 yards. A.J. Brown, Cole Beasley, um, 
Uh, Corey Davis, all very much involved. Derrick Henry also found the end zone. It seemed like the offense came alive a little bit yesterday. But Frank, the question that fantasy owners want to know is what is real and what was a mirage? We've seen glimpses from A.J. Brown and Corey Davis before. We know, I said Cole Beasley again, Jesus. Adam Humphreys came alive in this game too. Um, What was real and what should fantasy owners not believe coming out of yesterday? Well, first of all, I think that Ryan Tannehill is better for this team right now than Marcus Mariota. I think he showed that yesterday. 23 of 39, 312 yards, 10.8 yards per attempt, two touchdowns. That's a pretty damn good game. He's going to turn the ball over at times. He did have one interception. But overall, you know, going up against... Look, the Chargers are not a great defense. They're beat up as well. But they're supposed to have a good corner in Casey Hayward. And Corey Davis still had a great game. He had six receptions. 80 yards and a touchdown. And I feel really good about both Corey Davis and A.J. Brown heading into next week because they faced the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Tampa Bay Bucks have allowed five receiving touchdowns to wide receivers over their last three games. So even if it's just for the short term, I don't see how this can hurt their value. I think that this actually helps their value a lot. We'll talk about this more on the waiver wire show tomorrow, but if Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are available, I am very bullish on these guys. They each had seven targets yesterday. In fact, A.J. Brown had eight targets, and I think that they can make the most of that going up against that Bucks secondary. So I am I'm buying in. I'm buying in on the, the Titans wide receivers with, with Tannehill as a quarterback because at the least, he can get the ball in their hands. Marcus Mariota was not able to do that, Greg. And Derrick Henry yesterday, another 22 carries. had at least He's had at least 15 carries in every game so far this season, 90 rushing yards, a touchdown as well. How about this, Greg? The seven touchdowns that he scored before that one yesterday all came from the one-yard line. Crazy. His, this was the first touchdown that he's had in his last eight that came not from, from one. not from the one. Wow. It was an 11-yard touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they use him in that regard. You know, whenever they get down to the goal line, they use Derrick Henry. But that was nice to see as well. I mean, he is a legitimate high-end RB2, regardless of how their offensive line is playing, regardless of who the quarterback is, because they want to run the football, and you know the volume's going to be there with Derrick Henry. Absolutely. Derrick Henry is uh, as reliable as they come. You kind of know what they are. We'll see what Ryan Tannehill can do. Uh, The Chargers have been underwhelming in every sense of the word this season. Uh, We'll see how real the Titans are. What was the... Uh, this chair has hurt my back. Oh. <laughs> it, it was nothing that you're saying, Greg. Just sit up. All right. I mentioned MBS before. Green Bay was led by Aaron Rodgers yesterday. He had six total touchdowns, five through the air, one on the ground. He was unbelievable. Uh, MBS and Geronimo Allison both played. MBS has a big game, right? Two long catches, including a touchdown uh, reception. Jimmy- That's embarrassing defense by the Raiders. Jimmy you Graham can't even call it defense, whatever it was. I mean, they were on the field, but Maybe they, his defense wasn't all that good either. By the way. No, they weren't. But I mean, on that touchdown to MVS, I mean, he took a short pass and just ran down the sideline, untouched. Nobody was even near me. He had a seventy-four yard touchdown. Big plays for uh, for Marquez Valdez Scantling. Huge game for Aaron Rodgers, but ultimately only three targets for MVS. So we'll talk about this a little bit more when we come back, Greg. But target share for me, this wasn't a great one for MVS. Absolutely right. We take a break. More from Green Bay. More around the league. Winners, losers, eh? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, a lot of games to get to, not a lot of time to do it. Frank, I mentioned Green Bay, MVS, the target share, what Aaron Rodgers did yesterday in decimating the Oakland Raiders in a pathetic performance uh, by them, by their defense in particular. Uh, how do you see this Green Bay offense shaking out? The problem yesterday for MVS was that he had three targets, and there was two, four, six, eight players that had between two and five targets yesterday for the Green Bay Packers. I just think in games that... Devontae Adams is not around. They're going to spread the ball around. There's not going to be just one guy that locks in. Now, when there are games in a good matchup where Aaron Rodgers could get going, clearly like he did yesterday, against this Oakland Raiders secondary, a terrible one. Fire up your Houston Texans next week because that's who's facing this Oakland Raiders secondary. Kenny Stills, very good ad. But when they're in good matchups, I think that you can trust these guys, Greg. But on a weekly basis, just you know, in a neutral or, or tougher matchup, can you trust MVS getting you know three to five targets? Can you trust Geronimo Allison? The answer for me, more often than not, is going to be no, because I think that they're going to spread the ball out again, uh, and hopefully Devontae Adams can get healthy. But I think after they see a game like this, they're not going to rush him back because they're performing. They're still winning games. They're 6-1. and one. So they're going to give Devontae Adams as much time as they possibly can in good matchups. You can use these guys, Greg, but in neutral or tougher ones, I'm probably staying away. I tend to agree. It's just simply not worth it to get involved. Oakland also spread the ball around quite a bit yesterday. Darren Waller. Uh, Except for one guy. Darren Waller. Yeah, that's exactly right. Eight targets out of 31. I mean, that's a massive target share. Huge game. Didn't have a touchdown entering that game. We saw Foster Moreau score another touchdown. And at the time, we were saying, really? Darren Waller can't get in the end zone? He was tackled at the one-yard line? Still ends up with two touchdowns. Someone asked in the chat, what do I do if I have Waller or Evan Engram moving forward? You got to ride with Darren Waller. Based on his usage, based on his targets, Daniel Jones not playing great right now. Great matchup for Evan Engram yesterday. Didn't take advantage of it either. You got to go with Waller over Evan Engram right now. It's funny because in a league that we're in together, Frank and I own both Darren Waller uh, and we own Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. And he was trying to trade one. I was like, why? You're trading our best players away. Yeah, and we we start multiple flex options too. And Look, if we're not going to get fair value, just continue to start them both. Our bench, though, pretty good yesterday. Yeah. Luckily, we ended up winning because uh, if we didn't win and that bench went off, I don't think we would have the same... Exuberance Enthu- and enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> you mentioned Kenny Stills. He's been on our team a couple times this year, and he, hopefully he will be again because Kenny Stills stepped up yesterday as Will Fuller left this game with a hamstring injury. We say it every year. At some point, Will Fuller's going to get hurt. Well, we've reached the part of the season where he does. Will Fuller and the Houston Texans wound up losing in Indianapolis yesterday uh, to Zach Pascal and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Kenny Stills. Uh, we'll talk about him a lot, I'm sure, tomorrow. One of the top wide receiver ads off the waiver wire here. But Zach Pascal is also probably one of them. Yeah, I do prefer Kenny Stills over Zach Pascal personally, and I will tell you why right now. Will Fuller has been ruled out for the next couple of weeks, and the Houston Texans, again, going up against the Oakland Raiders next week. We know that the Deshaun, that Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans, they like to take deep shots. Yes, they can do that with DeAndre Hopkins, but Kenny Stills, also a very good deep threat wide receiver, had four for 105 yesterday on five targets. So I'm going to like him in that matchup against the Oakland Raiders. He's going to be a high-end wide receiver three for me. Greg, I like Zach Pascal. It's going to be a solid spot against the Denver Broncos. I know that you know you look at the fantasy points against for wide receivers. The Broncos are actually really good, but The way to attack them is to attack their secondary corner. We know that Chris Harris is going to be on T.Y. Hilton next week. So Zach Pascal might have some value going up against the Denver Broncos. But again, I looked at the snaps. I looked at the routes. They're still really spreading it out. You know, Deion Kane basically played the same amount as Zach Pascal yesterday. Wasn't targeted a single time. But Zach Pascal, Greg, this is now three out of four games he's had at least 72 yards or a touchdown. So he does have a rapport with Jacoby Brissett. 
I like him as a waiver wire ad, but not as much as I like Kenny Stills. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Pascal is one of many, and yesterday he had a really good game, no doubt about it. But Kenny Stills, I think, has his role in this offense. We know what Deshaun Watson can do with the deep ball. I trust him for more consistency going forward. How about Jacoby Brissett, too, yesterday? Yeah, man. I mean, over 300 yards, four passing touchdowns. You can't say enough about the job that Jacoby Brissett and Frank Reich have done this year. I mean, weeks before the season started, Andrew Luck, their franchise quarterback, retires from football, and Jacoby Brissett steps in here, completing nearly 67% of his passes, almost 1,400 passing yards so far, 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. You can't say enough about the job both he and Frank Reich have done, Greg. Absolutely, man. They They now take over sole possession of first place in the AFC South. Because they played one less game, but they are in first place. Counts. It does count. It counts. Okay. Um, we mentioned some of the top waiver wire ads. I mean, that brings me to Detroit, who fell to Minnesota yesterday. I actually really liked Detroit in that game. It's frustrating that they lost. But it was a bigger loss for them because they potentially lost Carrion Johnson. We don't still don't know the status of his injury, right? We haven't heard from Matt Patricia? I have not seen anything so far on Carrion Johnson. Okay. So we haven't heard anything on Carrion Johnson. But another Johnson stepped up in his place, and that was former Maryland Terrapin Ty Johnson, who people were excited about coming into the year, and he hasn't done all that much yesterday. Well, he didn't do all that much, but he got the majority of the carries at the goal line uh, on the early downs. He was around. He knows this Detroit team wants to run the football. Wasn't the only injury yesterday in this game. Adam Thielen also hurt himself here. The Vikings, they wind up playing on Thursday Night Football against the Redskins. Let's talk about who we could potentially replace Adam Thielen with and just how badly you may want Ty Johnson. Yes, we'll start off with the Minnesota Vikings side of things. This is huge news for Stephon Diggs. I think he's a big winner from yesterday. Saw eight targets, seven catches for 142 yards. I'm jumping out of my my seat screaming and yelling when he catches that deep pass. I wanted him to get inside the end zone, just didn't have enough gas and falls at the two or three yard line. But ultimately, without Adam Thielen... On the short week going up against Washington, it's a good matchup too. Washington secondary, not a good one. I think Stefan Diggs should be able to eat in that matchup. But outside of him, BC Johnson, pay attention to the name. If you are desperate, you know, bye weeks, we do have two teams on bye heading into week eight. We have the Cowboys and we have the Baltimore Ravens. BC Johnson had eight targets yesterday, actually tied Stefan Diggs for the team lead. He had four catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. So he's going to be on the field a lot. He's going to be, you know, in two wide receiver sets, he's going to be out there with Stefan Diggs. But if you need a tight end, I do think that Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith are also in play. Both of these guys had at least six targets yesterday. Irv Smith, five catches for 60 yards. Kyle Rudolph, five for 58 and a touchdown. Neither one of them have really done much so far this season because the Vikings pass attack can only support so many people. They don't throw the ball much, and when they do, it goes to mainly Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and Dalvin Cook. So the tight ends haven't done much, but if Adam Thielen is out, I think that Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, more so Kyle Rudolph because he still does play more snaps and he runs more routes, could be streaming options heading into Thursday Night Football against Washington. On the other side, Greg, you mentioned Ty Johnson. Yesterday, he played 49 of 76 snaps, 64%. He had 14 touches. He had 57 total yards. Two of those touches came inside the 10-yard line. J.D. McKissick saw seven touches. Zero of those came inside of the 10-yard line. I think that they really like this kid, Ty Johnson. 4.4540, 86th percentile in speed score coming out of the University of Maryland, Greg. And... They liked him enough to cut C.J. Anderson. Carryon Johnson dealt with a knee injury last year, which limited him to 10 games. So 
Going up against the Giants in Week 8, a team that just allowed 150 total yards and three touchdowns to Chase Edmonds, Ty Johnson is going to be the top waiver wire ad for me personally this week. He's in a really good spot going up against this Giants defense, Greg. We don't have news on carry-on, but my early diagnosis would be I don't think carry-on Johnson plays in that game. We have no, we really have no idea, obviously, yep. um, but we'll see about carry-on Johnson. Adam Thielen, it does the report, as you said, come, came out, not going to play this Thursday. He'll be fine long-term. Um, another Chargers injury this just came out. Ian Rapport reported it. Uh, guard Forrest Lamp broke his ankle and is done for the year. Another bad news for Melvin Gordon, which means Austin Eckler in space. Their offensive line has just been so beat up, Greg. I mean, every... Everybody on the Chargers, right? They suffer so many injuries every year. Russell Okung was supposed to make his debut yesterday. He was supposed to return from injury, and it didn't happen. And now they lose Lamb, too. It's tough, man. Tough for the Chargers. Very, very tough spot uh, for the Chargers, who just consistently uh, wind up being injured. Let me continue on, Frank. I want to get to the Rams, who uh, won in Atlanta, but... Jared Goff, this wide receiver, these wide receivers, kind of an egg game. Like I know Jared Goff put up the numbers ultimately, and the wide receivers were okay, but... You expected a monstrous breakout, a monstrous win for them uh, against a bad Atlanta team. Only winner I took from this game, Gerald Everett. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think it's eh all around for this Los Angeles Rams offense outside of Gerald Everett. Jared Goff, 22 of 37, really, against the Atlanta Falcons defense without Desmond Trufant. It's just crazy. 7.2 yards per attempt. He did throw two touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown, which really helped his day as well. But again, this completion percentage for Jared Goff yesterday... This doesn't impress me. Todd Gurley returns 18 carries for 41 yards, 2.3 yards per carry. I understand the offensive line, another one that you know hasn't been great so far this year. That seems to be a theme out there in Los Angeles, San Diego, whatever you want to call it. But Todd Gurley, not they're, good yesterday. They're, they're, they're different cities. No, I understand, but like you know, I, you know San, you, they're basically the San Diego you Chargers, don't really Greg. Call them San Diego. They're, they're, they're I mean, do they even play in Los Angeles? I mean, is that is that even a thing? I don't know. They play in Carson, right? Carson yeah. City. I don't know. Whatever, whatever it is. The offensive lines on the West Coast haven't been great. There you go. But the wide receivers, again, I mean, these basically all this production happened in the first half yesterday. Robert Woods, 5 for 80. That's fine. We were expecting a bigger game. Brandon Cooks, 4 for 59. Right. Cooper Cup, 6 for 50. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people had yeah. him as a top five wide receiver. Looked to be a good DFS play as well. I mean, it's just there's still something wrong with this team, Greg. They, they scored 37 points, but I don't feel great about it. Like, Jared Goff is going to be a stream going up against the Bengals this week. They travel back home. He's supposed to be better at home. But ultimately, I, I'm with you. I think this is an eh situation all around. Gerald Everett, 10 targets. Very good. You like to see that. Four catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. He has really taken over that role as the pass-catching tight end for this team. He was the tight end that Sean McVay drafted when he first came over to the Los Angeles Rams and took over. And I remember we were all excited about Gerald Everett, his rookie year, Craig, because Sean McVay came from Washington where they used the tight end a lot. They used Jordan Reed a lot. And it's finally coming to fruition. I think this is what they envisioned for Gerald Everett. But his targets being up this year the way they have, Greg, it has really eaten into the production Absolutely. of Robert Woods, Absolutely. Brandon Cooks, and... To a lesser extent, Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup has been amazing. Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks have not. They have not given us what we were expecting coming into the season. No, it's been disappointing from these Rams wide receivers who we all had ranked in a similar spot. It was Cooper Cup's been reliable. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, simply not so much. On the other side, Matt Ryan left this game with an ankle injury. Devontae Freeman got thrown out of this game. It's been a dumpster fire for the Atlanta Falcons. Just a mess. I, I don't understand... Maybe it's because they didn't. They don't have someone that they want to turn it over to, that they just kind of want to let Dan Quinn see out the rest of his days in Atlanta, but 
I thought that he should have been fired. I mean, how do you score 10 points yesterday? I understand the Rams got Jalen Ramsey and their defense was amped up for this one, but I mean, in a game that had a 55 total, you only managed to put up 10 points. I mean, it was just a horrendous showing all around for the for the Atlanta Falcons. Devontae Freeman ejected as well. We have to make sure Matt Ryan is good to go because if he's not, you're going to have Matt Schaub throwing passes. Last time we saw this guy playing consistently, he was a pick-six machine, and that has major implications on fantasy because Julio Jones, first-round pick. I mean, he wasn't great yesterday, but still 6-for-93. You'll take that. Of course. With Matt Schaub in there, who knows what you're going to get. At least, you know, he threw a touchdown to Austin Hooper. That helps, but Calvin Ridley a letdown. I mean, just all around. I think Dan Quinn is as good as gone, Greg. Does he make it to the end of the season? No. No. Dirk Cutter, interim? I think so. But like, you can't you can't, you can't get Raheem Morris the defensive end. I guess you can make it Mike Malarkey. Yay! I expect Dirk Cutter <laughs> to be the interim head coach. Yeah, I think Dan Quinn's as good as gone. I agree. I've said that for a while now. The Bills survive against the Dolphins. Defense wasn't as good as I would hope for. Uh, Josh Allen did look good. A, a lot of him. Um, on the other side, Mark Walton, Halen Milaj. Saw a lot of them with Kenny Drake on the trade block. Yeah, I thought that Mark Walton was a clear winner yesterday as well. He had six. He had fourteen carries. Kenyon Drake only had six. Mark Walton led this team with 38 of the snaps. He had one target as well, so he had 15 opportunities total, whereas Kenyon Drake only had 10. They're trying to trade away Kenyon Drake. That's why I said last week, Greg, I thought Mark Walton was a good waiver wire ad. So, yeah, I think Mark Walton is a clear winner, although he's on a bad team. I think the wide receivers, as much as you want to scoff at it, Greg, they let us down two weeks ago. With Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback, Preston Williams and Devontae Parker are both going to have value. Tough matchup against the Bills yesterday, and they still showed up. Had good games. It's a very, very good point. All right, we got a lot more to talk about, so we'll do it tomorrow on another edition of the BFF. So, Frank Stanfield, Greg Sussman. We'll see you then. We, we hope. hope. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. What did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. You guys are scum. You don't tell us. That's rude. It's shady as AF. Like, how can you do that and not tell the league? And, of course, Jet Fan Jeff's just like, I should have outed Greg the first time. He should have. Fine. He should have. But Somebody should have outed I didn't you. do anything illegal. I do appreciate I that you said ball. shady as AF, too, because that's redundant. Got it. <laughs> So the RBIs are redundant also. Yes. Um, so Runs batted in zins zins. Right, right, right. So, you jump forward this weekend in my league. That's, you put, that's Yahoo, man. I mean, there are so ad- many loopholes. Objective analyst Frank So I didn't do anything wrong. Unless they figure it out. It's only cheating if you get caught, right? But it wasn't cheating. It was a loophole. <laughs> Technically. Well, what's a loophole, right? I mean, you know, bending the rules, kind of uh, seeing how you... No, it's Bill Belichick knowing the rules. There you go. And the difference is... It's A.J. Hinch Belichick. whistling from his bench. That's what That's it is. That's right. Bill Belichick's undefeated. Me, I can't buy a win because I suck. <laughs> so this is your fantasy karma. That's yeah, what you get for that, cheating, That was right? how I brought it up. You lose. I didn't cheat, but I still suck. I'm sorry. No loophole can save Well, you know what, Greg? As a David Johnson owner, I'm probably going to lose as well. What are my chances of the Patriots scoring two points or less tonight? The Patriots defense? Yes. Oh, very bad. <laughs> very, very bad. Yeah. It's not good tonight. Yeah. We'll get into Monday Night Football a little bit later on in the show. Patriots uh, and Jets from MetLife. You going? I'm not going. I was offered tickets by two different people, but get home late on a Monday night, yeah. and, you know, your Tuesday gets started off. You're all sluggish and stuff. And it's going to take me a while to get home from the stadium. It's fine. I'll just watch it from the comfort of my couch. 
Yeah. That's are probably gonna get blown out anyway. Probably. I'm gonna I might want to try to go to Giants Cowboys in two weeks on the night. All right. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm considering. I'm considering. If Daniel Jones keeps playing the way he is. Maybe know, you won't man. want to do that. Greg. I know, man. Um, I'm, I'm gonna see. It's definitely. It's like on my right. It's it's my wedding week. It's like, oh, this is a cool week to start off the wedding week, right? Like like Giants Cowboys. We'll see. That's uh, basically kicking off November, huh? Kicking off your birthday week. My birthday week. That's right. That's it's right. not your wedding week. It's my it's birthday week. Well, it's both. Well, you know, I'm not saying which. I'm pretty sure my 28th birthday is more important than your. I'm not your, saying what's more wedding, important. Greg. I'm just saying that my birthday week, your birthday week, coincides with my wedding week. All right. Well, will there be a birthday cake for me at your there wedding? There will be cake. Birthday cake. Cake. Can I just have one candle on my piece of cake? Can we make that happen? Absolutely. If, right. you, if you bring is a everybody, cake, if you bring a candle, no, come you can on. put it in your piece of cake. Ah. Uh, you're no not going to set it up for me, man? No problem. <laughs> you're not going to have you're not going to have your band sing happy birthday to me? No. That'd be great. I'm sure it would be. <laughs> you can get non to sing happy birthday to you. And my, that would be equally great. You can do that. <laughs> and, you, and you get my camp friends, you're going to bother you with advice all night long. You're like, yes, you want advice? Sing for me, damn it. All right, good. And I'm, hopefully I'm so intoxicated that I give them all the correct answers. Because uh, we know wrong. when I'm sober, I probably won't give I them the, the wrong advice answers. for them, Frank. The wrong advice. Nothing's going to help you and your cheating team, Greg. Different league. Sorry, bud. Different league. We're, we're all in touch with the loopholes <laughs> in that league.